He definitely, he definitely put the fear of God in me. See you later, boys. Thank you for helping out. Obviously, not enough. I saw something uh, beautiful when I was away. So it's at the, uh, the one of my many stops that I had was uh, was Baruch Hashem, one of them was a simcha, and uh, I spoke at the ufer of my nephew, and uh, I prepared an exceedingly long time to speak, uh, much more than I normally prepare, just hours, and uh, and the delivery was not so good. It was not so good. It was not such a good speech, and it was bothering me. And then I saw this week, I was learning. I saw something beautiful. We're not buying it, by the way. No, no, I'm telling you. I said, listen, I saw this week, it says that if a person is teaching Torah, he has the zuchut sibur, the merit of the community. And therefore, he'll learn, he'll find the right thing, he'll find the right words, he'll, it'll, it'll, you know, the right, the right magic, the right joke, whatever it is, in the merit of the community. Right? So that's, so I said, oh, that's enough. So you're right. So there was no merit to the community. There I wanted to speak because I wanted to speak for my nephew. So therefore, it says, okay, whatever it is, it is. But you have a schut. So, Baruch Hashem, I thank you all uh, for listening, you know, and giving me this opportunity that we have the schut to share Torah together. I, I'd like to share with you a question. Sometimes you just ask questions, and hopefully together, maybe we'll come up with some of the answers. Uh, in the Parsha, there's so much, Baloska is so packed. But one of the stories that puzzled me in the Parsha was the story of the slob, uh, right? The, um, the quail, that the, the Jewish people, this is hard to believe, the Jewish people were complaining. That I know it's hard to imagine. But the Jewish people were complaining. Right, it says that's actually descriptive of the people. They were just complainers. Um, that was one, they were complaining about the travel. But the next one was they were complaining about the food. They didn't like the food. So again, that's a very Jewish thing, right? And uh, they were complaining. So when you, so what do they say? We want, where's the beef, right? That was, uh, that's where um, Wendy's got the commercial from, right? Obviously, it was a Jew that thought of the line. So it was, it was Wendy's, right? Where's the beef? So where's the beef? So that's what the Jewish people said. They were not vegan. Right? The man was vegan. Right? right? So they were, they were not uh, vegan. They wanted to know where the beef was. So it's interesting. When, when you say, we want the miyachileinu basa, who's going to feed us meat? What's the next pasuk? We remember the fish. fish. What should they have asked for? Fish. Fish. What's the meat have to do with anything? Meaning, if you're saying, listen, I'm not happy with the menu, I remember yesterday's was better. What was yesterday? Fish. So, so ask for fish. <laughs> how, how did they get to the meat? They remember the fish. So, I, I don't know. Later in the parsha, Meishu Rabbeinu, he's saying, God tells him, okay, we got to do something about these people. So Meishu says, He says, he's, so God, Moshe tells God that, you know, you, you want me to give them beef? You want me to give them meat for 30 days? 
He says, the 600,000 people, if we shecht all of the, the cattle, is it going to be enough? And then he says, what does the fish have to do? Who's talking about fish? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know the pshat. It says the in the trail, fish. Doesn't it say that they come from the sea? Does it mention the sea when it talks about? That I don't know. That I don't know. Maybe. So, so I think that might be what it is. Is that he, they were asking for more than that? No, they were asking even more than for the fish, and that's why it mentions the sea, uh-huh. and it mentions the quail as well. So meaning, meaning, we could have stayed in Egypt for fish. Or, right, it could have meaning, meaning, Asking, they're going to ask, you ask big time. Yeah, right. well, ask big time. Yeah, but, but at least, you know what I mean? Yes, I remember the fish. They suggest, uh, you see, they say, we well, remember the fish. And then they said the onion and the garlic. Well, everybody knows, you know, you don't label garlic as onion. Right. The Midrash says that the women used to go to the, to the river to draw water. And fish would jump into the bucket. Right. Now, normally, if anybody went fishing, you know that when you put a bucket in the water, the fish goes away. Right. But there was a miracle because the Egyptian would have given them only onion and, and garlic. Right. So Hashem gave them, like, by miracle to eat fish. So when they complained, they said, listen, the man is a miracle. In Egypt, we lived off a miracle. We don't want no miracles. We want the true thing. We want to. We want to get it like a natural food. We don't live. We want to live. We don't want to live off miracles. Mm-hmm. We want something that is beautiful. I hear. I hear. So that fits a little bit in what happens. So so what happens? Building on that. So what happens? So so God. So Moshe says, "Where am I going to get all this meat? This uh, this meat from?" So then, what happens? God sends the slav. He sends the quail. How did the quail come? By miracle. In abundance. By miracle, but in great abundance. Right. right? In great oh, abundance. Right. Now, what did they say? That God says, you're not going to... And this also bothers me, the passage. Not one day, not five days, not ten days, not twenty days. No, I'm sorry. Not one day, not two days, not five days, not ten days, not twenty days, till thirty days. Right, it sounds like, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, like a comic, like, you know, not, not that one day you turn the page. What was it? What's the one day, the two day, the five day, the 10 day, the 20 day, the 30 day? Just say, you're going to eat for 30 days. Everything's just, just all over. Then, and then until they get disgusted. Now, it's interesting. What happens? What happens? The greatest waste of food in the history of man. What happens? What happened? You know, it was like it, Charlie of the Charlie Factory, right? The birds come. They all grabbing the birds, right? Now it's a kashi. What were they grabbing the birds for? What's the problem? They didn't invent refrigeration yet. What are you gonna do with them? What are you gonna do with the birds? No, but when they took the birds, what were they thinking? What were they going to do with the birds? I did not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're going to keep them alive. Wait, you're going to keep them alive. You know what it is? Is that, you know, there's there's a shade. You know, it's something called free. Free. You ever go to a smorgasbord? 
Right, I don't know if you know what a smorgasbord is. Right, yeah, yeah, you go, they have lined up food, especially by dessert. Right, by dessert. People take plates. You can't eat that in two lifetimes. You're going to die of diabetes eat that much sugar. Right, so people take. Take mamish, like the war, like, you know, the, 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 the Ukraine, God forbid. What are you taking all that for? You take what you're going to eat. No, no. It's that people just take, right, without any out thinking. There's something called the shade. There's a, a demon called Chinam. Right? There's a, a demon. The, 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 it, it, it's filled up. Rabbi wants to say, I apologize, I don't remember where he was quoting it from. But he describes something called the shade of Chinam. The demon called Chinam. Right? So in Kabbalistic literature, they talk about, I forget Kabbalah, I'm not a Kabbalah person. Just human nature, you don't need Kabbalah. You see people, they gave me sugar. It's free. The pussy. The pasuk. So, and, so, but the question that I had is, is, okay, the people I understand, it's human nature. You grab, you grab, you grab, you see it by every smorgasbord. Right? Right. But what's with the, yeah, we're with close company, I'll share with you. My mother-in-law told me one of the greatest lines ever. She was in one of these hotels, these, something called the Homowak, Oliver Shalom. This was an all-kosher hotel in the Catskill Mountains. So she was there, she was working there in the summer once. So she says, Yak, I gotta tell you what I heard. He says, it was after shul on Shabbos. And they, they, the way it works is after they finish shul, you go into a gigantic Kiddush. That's in room A. And noch the Kiddush, after the Kiddush, you then go into another room. And that's where you eat lunch. Oh, good, Mamish, it's Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden. So my mother-in-law says she was walking and she heard one of the non-Jewish waiters say, you know, Jews are such an interesting people. They're the only people that eat on their way to eat. <laughs> so, what's, what's with this? So, the, the, what, what's with God giving? I understand the people grabbed it. Okay, human nature. But what did God give them the birds for so much? What was the purpose of it? So what does it say? They were going to die. You're going to eat it for 30 days and you're going to die. They didn't eat it for 30 days. The medrash goes back and forth. Either they died right away, see that that was a blessing or a curse, okay. Right? And the others were fetching in pain for 30 days. They weren't eating the quail. They were in bed dying. Right? And stomach aches. Right? So what was the purpose of all the quail? What was the purpose of all the quail? Be careful what you ask for. As the answer is, is that God had no choice. Because God had no choice. Because if they would have died without a bank account of 30 days of quail, they would have said, ah, you couldn't do it, could you now, God? You, could, you had to kill them, right? The same thing that Moshe said to God about uh, in defense by the, by the Egyptians. You couldn't bring them to Israel, you had to kill them in the desert. Or late, later, next week's Pasha, two weeks' Pasha. Right, you could do it. Right, you could do it. You weren't kidding. So therefore, he says, God had to, had to show, right, he played, here's the quail, in advance, 30 days, and you're not going to get it, and you're not going to eat it. Right, so they had it, so that was a little bit, of, Moshe said, so God said, Hayad Hashem Tikzar, right, and the, how did the quail come, right, the quail came in very natural way, in a certain sense. Yes, it was miraculous, but not, not like the mun. It was miraculous in the sense of the timing, but not in the delivery. The delivery was not like a fish, 
right? The beautiful madrish, the fish going into a bowl. Fish goes into bowls. I, I, I'm sorry, fish doesn't go into buckets, right? You ever go to Troutdale? Right, they never had any muzzle. I got, went to Troutdale, I took the kids. You're guaranteed, it says guaranteed you're going to catch fish. Nothing. Really? Zippo. Baruch Hashem. But, uh, but, I know, I know, I was praying, maybe that's the reason I was praying not to catch it. But, uh, but, uh, you, you know, you, you can't get the fish, you can't get the demon, a miracle. The quail, okay, that's the natural, right, to a certain extent, the natural of it, right, right, to a certain extent, right, how they grabbed it, okay, right. So over here, but Hashem gave them. So again, sometimes you have to look at the parsha. Right, to understand that I don't have all the answers. Sometimes you have to leave the questions. You got to look at the parsha again and again and again. But that's what the parsha is for. It's for us to look, you know, what's the idea of the different days? What's the idea of the fish and the meat going back and forth? They seem to be going back and forth with the meat. I will share with you one idea in terms of fish. Interesting for we daven. And that is that, that it says that Rashi says, So Rashi says, I remember the fish that we ate in Egypt. So Rashi says, what's the, what the, do you remember it? There was no responsibility, no mitzvot, right, that we had in Egypt. So where does Rashi see in the fish? Free of any mitzvot. So I saw something very interesting, right, that, that, Meat and fowl have a lot of mitzvot associated with them. Fish is almost no mitzvot. Assuming it's a kosher fish, but there's no mitzvot, right? You don't, you know, other than killing it. Okay, so some people like to flay the line, but most, most of us, you know, they're banging it over the head. Finished. There's no mitzvot. There's no mitzvot. There's no blood. You don't have to kill it. I, I'm sorry, you don't have to shecht it. You don't have to de-blood it. You don't salt the fish. Right, you know, you know, the, no, very few mitzvot if any with the fish. Why on Friday we're not supposed to eat fish? Like, uh... no, 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 you're correct. No, I apologize. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to say that it doesn't have a a idea of Shabbos that you know you want to enjoy fish. That part is true. I'm talking about to prep the fish. There's very few mitzvot. You don't have shechita. You don't have to slaughter it. You don't have to take the blood out. The blood of fish is mutter. You don't have to, uh, there's no um, special tithes, because some meat technically does have tithes to it, right? As, mo- as the fewest, it has the fewest of all mitzvot of any, any being that we have, living me. And that, that's, so that, that, to a certain extent, that fits with the description. Remember, that's why the nostalgia of the fish. And that's what they'll is if you study the Parsha, when they were, they were spiraling downward, they ran away from Sinai, they complained about the Kretchik, about the way, about the path, because they're rushing toward mitzvahs. It's funny, ironic, right? They complained the service is too long, but then afterwards, by Kiddush, they didn't leave. Right, okay. We'll go to that. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, and then finally you get to the, to the complaining about the food, right? So we have to continue, but to say, but that begins, but the greatness of the Parsha is, the symmetry of the parsha is the whole first part of the parsha is, right? Complaining about what? Not enough mitzvot. Aaron complains. I also want to share in the tabernacle, uh, in the service. Um, the, 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 those that were had to carry the pesach off or carry the coffin of Yosef. What did they complain about? They complained about the fact that they don't have the carbon pesach. So in life, it's all what you value and treasure. Complaining is not bad. It's only what you're complaining about that defines who you are.
Happy God,